and welcome to Taking Care of Business. I'm Jackie Mitchell. Today we're creating a podcast about podcasting in the shape of a radio show. Yes, today's show is all about podcasting. I was recently asked to speak about uh, what I do, about uh, my neuromarketing and things on a podcast, and it inspired me to do a whole show on this topic, and it really got me thinking. It seems every business is creating a podcast And then, of course, I ask myself, why? So let's find out today why podcasting seems to be the new black in business. And should you jump on board? Today, I'm in the presence of podcasting royalty, as we only like to pick the best brains in the world here on Taking Care of Business. So I'd like to introduce in a minute my expert panel. We have three highly experienced podcast brains. We have here Andy Horvath, the a multimedia producer and podcaster raconteur. I do like that. Anne-Marie Cross, the podcasting queen, and our regular Warwick Mary, the, who has a podcast called Get More Success. Our panel is certainly worth eavesdropping on today. And yes, as I said, this episode will be made into a podcast. So let me introduce this panel firstly. Dr. Andy Horvath. Good morning. Hello. Now, Andy, is it Dr. Andy? Yes, it now, is. Now, what's I've, the doctor in? Well, I was a scientist a long time ago. I, I actually experimented on sheep for good, not for evil. <laughs> and um, I left the laboratory days behind because I like talking about the science a lot more. Okay. Now, I know that you're an international award-winning podcaster. And for your series that you did called Access All Areas, which was made from Mu- Museum Victoria, where you're a senior curator. Yeah, I took my microphone behind the scenes. And even though museums are visual, oh, there's a lot of things there were in the collection that made noise. And that was really <laughs> fun to ca- capture. I found audio illusions. Um, I interviewed some of the people who work behind the scenes. And of course, I was there at midnight when everything woke up. Oh, of course, a night at the museum. That's a good idea for a movie. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, I ate my way through the evolutionary ladder. I did everything you do in museums except in audio. You've uh, you've been, as I said, a science producer, but you also were a presenter on 3RRR for over 20 years. And you've worked for both the ABC and SBS TV. What's your favourite medium? Look, I had to say audio. Mm. Um, here we are podcasting. You know why? Because right now we could pour chocolate all over the studio here. We could all be dripping in it as it's coming down the walls. And it would be so easy because it conjures such a sort of image in our heads. It's the theatre of the mind that I love. Whereas if I was doing it as a cartoon or as a film, it doesn't work as, as good. Audio rules. Oh, that's good. To know. I know your PhD's in medical biology. You've got an MBA. You've got qualifications in media and communication. So excited to have you in the studio, Andy. And uh, I look forward to picking that wonderful brain of yours. My pleasure to be here with the team because I am amongst other royalty. Other royalty. Yes. That's a lovely segue. Thank you for that. And next is the podcasting queen herself, Anne-Marie Cross. Hello. Hello, Jackie. How are you? Or better for the three of you being here. Now, the podcasting queen, did you self-anoint or did someone else give you that? No, I did not self-anoint. In fact, uh, I would say a number of years ago, one of my guests, when she heard how many podcasts I was doing, she said, oh, you're the podcasting queen. And then colleagues and clients would uh, continue to refer to me as that. Felt a little bit uncomfortable, but a couple of years ago, I thought, you know what? I need to get over myself and just embrace that title. So I have, and it's stuck. Great. I think it's a great title. But you also, of a found, the founder of 
Podcasting with Purpose and the Ambitious Entrepreneurs Network. Have I missed anything? No, no, that is correct. (laughs) You're doing lots of things. Why so many different areas? Well, it's really been uh, generated through need and, you know, clients reaching out and and saying, look, we love what you're doing in the, the space of podcasting. Can you teach us? Can you train us? Can you support us? So it's kind of evolved from there. The Ambitious Entrepreneur Network uh, is a podcast network that I created uh, back in 2011, really, as a platform to put my podcasts on as well as others, and that's just continued to grow. So what's attracted you to podcasting? 2008, global financial crisis. Remember that time? Yes. Going back quite some time. Maybe eight, eight, ten years this That's year, ten actually. Years ago. Colleague and I were in the career industry and we were just so uh, um, disheartened at the doom and gloom being portrayed across all media platforms. We had a lot of clients who were struggling to find roles and we thought, you know what, we need to be the voice of hope and inspiration. So we started Career Success Radio and it's uh, been, that's kind of the, that's the, the, the first uh, podcasting we ever did and it's been yeah funny I since. love that it's always mm. a silver lining yes attitude it's always yes. good and our third bit of royalty I don't know about royalty Sir Warwick Lord I'm, Lord Warwick of this program I'm sort of common as actually no I'm the Earl of Warwick thank you very oh, much Earl of Warwick oh, of course you are the Earl yes. of Warwick yes I, I did um have a bit of a self snigger to myself Warwick Mary you know I sort of sort of make fun of your surname yeah. but then I thought you're sitting next to Anne Marie Cross so, so hopefully she's not too cross so with you. So we're Marion Cross. Yeah, that's same, you know. <laughs> exactly. Now, you are the Get More Guy. We know about that. Correct. You're, you're a regular here. You're part of the Taking Care of Business family. You're a master MC. If you Wikipedia the voice of God, Warwick Mary's name comes up. But a lot of uh, people may not know that you actually produce and host your own podcast. That's correct. Uh, the Get More Success Show. Um, I actually call it a show, not a podcast, because it's a show. Um, and uh, yeah, so uh, um, yeah, so I do the Get More Success Show and uh, talk to a lot of people about success. And the very first question I ask all my guests is, how do you define success? So it came about because there's a lot of people who are like, they want more money and they want this and more that. And I'm like, but what is success? And I wanted to talk to people who I thought were successful from a from a distance and just find out how they defined it. And it's been really interesting as to how people have defined success and what they do in their life to enjoy that. How many episodes around about have you done? Uh, around about 67. Wow. And I've got about eight. I've done quite a bit of recording over the last couple of weeks. So I was yeah. going to ask you, so is, is that how you do it? Do you do it in chunks? Like well, do you do eight in one day well, and then you What I will out, frequently or? do is uh, at the start of the year, um, I'll try and get a whole lot booked. So I just get a ton of them in the can. Uh, that's a technical uh, radio speak there in the can. And then that way um, I'll uh, have them all edited and produced and then uh, all good to go so that I can just every two weeks, I'll do it every fortnight because I didn't want to create a rod for my own back and every week I've got to find something um, and that way I'm not it's not forced content it's enjoyable content um, and what I do is I will frequently go here's a bonus episode if something comes up like frequently when I'm here with you I'll turn it into a bonus episode oh, and course, share that done, and, yeah. and, and get that out there well so, this might yeah. be one of them uh, this will be there's I no doubt about it, it. Uh, no doubt I'm into recycling so I'll do something once I'm and interested use it to see times. what you're going to call it uh, it'll you're, be because you're quite good with your, uh, it'll be you know something meta. I love the concept of meta, and we're talking about a podcast on podcasting that's been podcasted. So there'll be a meta in the title somehow. You could be the podfather. The podfather. <laughs> oh, I like Andy, it. I love I that. I like it. 
So, Andy, with your podcasting now, you're doing podcasting for Melbourne Uni? Yes, the University of Melbourne has a series of podcasts. We've got eavesdrop on experts, kind of like what we're doing here. I know, I know. We've um, also got a podcast at the moment called Starting Somewhere, which is for students about to enter internships. So it's a series for students and it's global. So we interviewed another podcasting queen in America and it's a fabulous podcast for that particular age group who are interested in internships. You know, are they exploitative? How do you make sense of the world? Starting work is really messy. Um, the psychology, the finances, the whole kit and caboodle gets addressed in this podcast. The, the dirty laundry and also the good things that come out of it. So your podcast, the audience of it is mainly students, is that right? Yes. That particular podcast is mainly for students about to enter the workforce. But the other one, mm. Eavesdrop on Experts, is for anyone who's interested in particular topics. Um, so one is very niche audience. Um, there's certainly an avatar in mind when we design that podcast. But the other one is there's a lot of good, interesting things that happen at a university. Some of the latest research, we sometimes like to quote, I recently heard a psychologist say um, that the new uh, orange in psychology is emotional flexibility, no longer resilience or positive psychology. So we like to explore what's the research behind that. And also, how did these people get into it? Some of these people are really interesting why they do their research that they do. So we go a little bit, we get them to obsess, confess and profess. <laughs> That's what we get them to do. Yeah, now, I, I've picked up on a term that you just used before. You said you designed a podcast. So does that give you creative freedom to come up with topics for podcasts? The producers, um, Buffy and Ben, who are the producers of Starting Somewhere, I we started off with a vision and Buffy and Ben ran with it. And they basically created a, a 10-part series that covered the internship journey. And I left them to do the editorial policy by being consulted by various internship specialists. So it took quite a bit of a, a period to gather all that information and then finally design what the 10-part series would cover because we wanted it to be what we call evergreen content. This will have a, a lifespan on air, so to speak, or online, yeah. for quite a while mm. before it requires a revision where it, where it becomes so, you know, um, so 2018. <laughs> um, yeah. Anne-Marie, when you're designing your podcast schedule mm -hmm. and looking for guests, where do you get your ideas or inspiration for topics? Well, the topics that we mainly cover is in business. Mm. So what I generally look for are people who are doing things quite different, um, who are disrupting their space, if you will, or challenging the status quo. And just to give you an idea, last week I was uh, on an interview and I asked the guest right at the end, what's one tip that you want to leave with businesses today? We were talking about SEO and being number one on Google. And he said, you know, I think for businesses moving forward, we need to start marketing to the super fan. And that got me thinking, Wow, super fans. So now I'm mapping out a whole new series on the topic of super fan. Who are they? Um, how can we um, identify our super fan? What are some strategies that have worked? And so there's a whole lot of interesting people now lined up sharing their area of expertise and what they've been doing and what they've been seeing doing to really nurture that super fan. So that's basically how I come up with ideas. Are you going to, with that super fan series, also go for the one who super hates it? 
I'm just thinking, like, you get people who, for example, love Apple, then mm. something happens and they're like, I am never using Apple again, just to look at, well, what's that trigger? Yes. And what's that based on? Just, yep. Just, yep, absolutely. Just there you go. Podcast idea. There you go, Sean. Yeah, <laughs> well, we're just going to hold that thought if we can, and we're going to come back and talk a bit more about superfans, because I think that's a really interesting concept. We're going to talk a lot more about... Why do a podcast? What benefit is it to your business? The pros and cons, lots of insider tips from my expert panel here. We hope I'm loving this show. I hope you're enjoying eavesdropping on this fascinating conversation. And we'll be right back after this. Welcome back to Taking Care of Business. We are talking about why you should consider a podcast, doing a podcast for your business. If you're doing a podcast, hopefully we'll give you some tips, tricks and trends of what you can do to improve that. And, of course, that was Killer Queen because I am in the company of royalty today. I have here Andy Horvath from Melbourne University, or podcast raconteur. I do love that. Uh, And the podcasting queen and get more success guy. Warwick Mary, yeah, I'm joined by the three of them here. Now, we started off uh, the show today talking about podcasting, and I want to go back to why. Why podcasting? Why not blogging? Why not video? How does podcasting fit into that, the mix of the different channels? And I know there's a lot of small business owners and entrepreneurs listening today who say, you know what, I haven't got any time. If I do a podcast, it's one extra thing. I'm barely coping with Facebook Live. How does it sort of fit in the scheme of things? So if someone asked you that question, Andy, how would you respond? Well, I ask them, what do they do on their commute to work? What do they do while they're walking the dog? What do they do, listen to at the gym? Uh, what do they listen to um, when they need to put their screen down? You know, like we all can't sleep now because yeah, yeah. we've got a uh, screen sort of blaring into our eyeballs. Well, podcasts reduce screen fatigue. And uh, it so it means that those times of the day, like Driving here to the studio today, I was listening to Seth Godin's Akimbo, uh, marketing guru. Yeah, yeah, he's great. And it, uh, it was fabulous. There's no other time I would be listening to Seth because at night I'd be listening to something else a bit lighter, perhaps, depending on what time of the night I'm listening. So it's on demand. Mm. It's any topic at any time. And you don't have screen fatigue, which is fantastic. You get relief from that. So if you are a person who can't stop watching YouTube videos at night, put it down, start a podcast, start listening about business ideas. Even if it makes you fall asleep, well, it's 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 achieved two things. You've learned something and you've fallen asleep. Yeah, okay, so for a business owner, certainly listening to podcasts and yep. listening to it in the car, because that's exactly what I do, and sure. it's brilliant And, and so in those intermediate times. So if you're... If you're a business thinking about producing a podcast, what, why would you do that? Well, I tell you what, text mm. is, is great. You can read it. However, audio captures emotion like text can't. When I first got into the audio sphere, I was doing oral histories for a museum, um, interviewing these very famous scientists at the time. And the first thing I learned was there are nine different ways to say the word yes. And right now you're probably thinking, yes, or yes. Or yes, or yes. Okay, there's a few. You can come up with the rest. Mm. Now, that is why audio works better than text. Do you remember the early days of email? You're never quite sure of the tone. The context. Audio is pretty clear where the emotion and the passion is. Mm. And it's much more effective. And it's the oldest form of storytelling we've ever done. 
Oh, that's really lovely. Anne-Marie, yeah. what's your advice? You know, when you're doing your podcasting with purpose and because you do quite a bit of coaching and helping businesses set up a podcast and things, what are some of the reasons businesses would do that? Well, absolutely everything that uh, Andy said. One of the things that we're noticing is because people can listen longer, their attention span is longer when they're listening to a podcast, you can build a deeper engagement. It was interesting. I read an article once of um, a business owner who wrote an ebook. He recorded one podcast episode with the conversion to sell his ebook and then also one blog post. He sold five times as many ebooks through the podcast than he did through the article. And I think that adds value to what uh, Andy is saying is that people can hear, they're moved by the story. Whereas when we read, we tend to scan and we bring our own perceptions to the relationship. Whereas when we're hearing someone laughing, you know, if you hear, if you read LOL versus actually hearing someone laugh, you're moved to laugh with them. So I think deeper connection, deeper engagement. And as we know as businesses, when we're developing a relationship, that know, like and trust is so very important. And if they love your personality and your characteristics they're more likely to want to hang out more with you so i noticed in your podcast and i was uh, lucky enough to be one of your guests that you're actually using video as well yes to, uh, why are you doing that you know, one of the things I'm often asked is, which is better, podcast, video, blog posts? And I say, you know what, they're all great strategies when you use them correctly and if they've got the right strategy. And what I do is I like to integrate them. And as we know, as marketers and communicators, the more touch points that you have along the journey is the more that someone's going to get to know, like, and trust you. And so we use them to, to capture attention, if you will, and drive one to the other. So it might be a shorter video through to if you want more information, here is a podcast, it's a little bit longer what next get them onto your newsletter database so there's strategy along every single touch point okay warwick mary yes, oh, yes i know i can i can actually oh, almost see so that brain i know in your brain i had a great conversation bursting. yesterday with the digital conversationalist who is andrew edwards based in phuket an australian woman and and we were having a great conversation about how it is about that connection and what we're finding is if you look at millennials today, millennials don't want to join a company for money. It's all about the culture. It's all about belonging. And so many of the C-levels and middle managers are hidden behind office doors and that, the emails that you always misconstrue. And what a podcast will do is reveal the culture of the company. And think about the businesses you want to buy from. Do you want to buy from the coffee shop? You go and they go, yeah, number four, here's your coffee. Or the one who goes, oh, Jackie, you're back again. Now you have the skinny latte with a burst of vanilla and and you know you see a picture of their kids. All of a sudden, you, there's a deeper connection and that's what a podcast will bring. It, it really is that, that engagement, that sense of belonging there, part of it. And I have found... I'll have people come up and talk to me. Go, oh, Warwick, yeah, the podcast, and uh, I don't know this. Like, I've never met them before, but they've been listening to me, so I'm their best friend because they've heard my tone of voice. They know my dulcet tones, the voice of God, um, and and they're like a friend. The same with reading the newsletters, but the podcast gets that 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 deeper stickiness. Oh yes, a deep, yeah. deeper Ooh, stickiness. Yes. We like that. Oh, I love Malcolm Gladwell. He's 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 the guy for stickiness. But yeah. you're absolutely spot on with the connection because not only are podcasts useful, you learn things, you're entertained, but you're inspired. And of course, there's always call to actions. You either make a mental note yourself, like must go check out that blog, or or I need that video on interviewing skills or whatever it is. So the calls to action are genuine as well. And the, because podcasting is so authentic, the 
connection is easy because it's much more reliable. You're getting real podfather, real podcast queen, real mm. Jackie. So the connection is authentic. And, and in terms of, you know, should it be text or video or whatever, my theory is always, again, I'm into recycling. The honest truth is I'm lazy. So I'll do something once and use it multiple times. So when I record my podcast, I do it via video. And so I can just throw that on YouTube. The thing is nowadays using some of the transcription services, get it transcribed because that's where the SEO comes in. And so all of a sudden it becomes Googleable as well. Um, and you can get it transcribed into the text and you can turn it into a PDF document if it's a really good one. So you've then got it in all three different formats and people can choose what they want. And you can say, hey, here's the podcast. And if you want the thing, go to my, my website. Um, what I'm starting to do is I'll get a, a nugget of goodness and put it into a little like two minute video or something and put that on LinkedIn going, hey, this is really cool. If you like that, check out the whole show. And it's a way to, um, to, to then connect it. But what you have to understand is that people listen differently. When I watch videos or listen to podcasts, I will do it at time and a half, if not double time, um, just to get through it so my brain doesn't turn off or get sidetracked. One good thing about podcasts, here's something a bit counterintuitive, they're actually quite interactive. Now, I know that seems counterintuitive, but you've got all the other channels in which you can interact with your clients or your tribe. Um, and like, for instance, one of the podcasts I'm listening to currently, again, Seth Gordon's, he has people ring in with questions. So they press a button on his website, they record the question, he uses it for the audio. And it's wonderful to have that interactivity. But other podcasts have interactivity in other ways with their people. So some of the podcasts are even driven by the audience, and that's so refreshing. Whereas, um, you know, blogs or, or text, you often see comment, comments mm. below the, the blog. But it's really nice to have that dialogue and interactivity to the point where some podcasts are actually driven by their communities once they've built them up. Mm. Now, you can, uh, those listening know that most of us in the studio are quite comfortable in front of a microphone and have done podcasts. So then I think to myself, can everyone do a podcast or do you have to have certain qualities to be able to do it? Can you talk? Great answer. Are you yeah. passionate? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, because uh, John Lee Dumas, one of the sort of kings of podcasting in America, he, he actually talks about the zone of fire. He says, if you have passion... And if you are interested in something and you want to share it, that is your zone of fire. That's what you're making a podcast about. And it's no accident that the guests here in the studio are passionate about businesses or helping businesses, and they're making a podcast. They've found what he calls that zone of fire. So what are you interested in? What's your passion? And you basically can talk. Mm. And marie when you're dealing with businesses that are coming to you for help, mm -hmm. what are some of the common pain points for them or, I suppose, psychological barriers to them creating a podcast? I think there's two areas. One is they're so close to their content that they forget that the rest of us who are not experts in their field don't even know some of the basics. Mm. So what they tend to do is try to preach to the converted, if you will, use very technical terms. So they need to really be mindful to to simplify it because of who's their ideal client and really capture that information in a way people can understand. The second thing is they try to 
they try and sound professional and not realise that, look, you are the expert, give yourself credit for what you know, but then how do they deliver it in a way that's going to be educational, informing, empowering and not sound too salesy? I think that's uh, some of the things that I've noticed from listening to podcasts that were too infomercial that really didn't connect with the audience and didn't uh, entice the audience to want to know why. I think that's really important. Whatever content you're sharing and how you deliver it is uh, important to what's next, what's next. And if you can have someone go to subscribe to your podcast or read your article, go and consume your videos, then that's going to deepen the connection. Yes, well, what's next? Well, you'll just have to wait a minute because we need to take a very short break. We'll be right back after this. Welcome back to Taking Care of Business, and we have the Get More Success guy with the Warwick Mary. I'm sure we're talking here. about podcasting. I, look, I've got to say, I'm thrilled to be here with Dr. Andy. I've been a fan of Dr. Andy's for so long. No. Because I, I know, because I've been listening to her on Triple R for ages, and I love some of the scientific discussions that she. Because I'm a, a, a just a downtown geeky nerd boy, yeah. And um, so I'm just here trying to remain very calm. Well, and Anne Marie, I know for years because I was actually a guest on the Career Talk Radio many, many yes. years and ago. And business success. Uh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So it's like you know, I'm just I'm here surrounded by glorious magnificence. And, and it's, it's a fabulous I must thing. say to the audience is that I didn't know that all of them knew each other. I mean, I invite them all individually because of their credentials and I'm thinking they all come from a little varying dis- p- perspectives, which I think always gives a good balanced discussion on a panel. But, of course, I should have guessed Warwick would know them. Well, you know, it's, I, I've got my ears out there. I just I listen to the listen around. To, it's a small world. Now, right. Dr Andy, you yes. mentioned earlier on about the concept of avatar, yes. and it got me thinking, could you explain a bit yes. more what you meant by that? I used it in, in lieu of the word Audiences. When I went to an American podcasting conference, podcast movement, none of the Americans talk about, and they're sort of about three years ahead of us in terms of podcasting trends, let's say. Yeah. And but we're catching up very fast. I think that gap is closed a lot. Um, they don't talk about audiences or demographics. They talk about their avatars or niches, niche audiences or niches, niche. as some of them say. Yeah. <laughs> niches. Um, now, so I, I've actually niches. trained myself to Niggas. use the word avatar. So if you're designing a podcast. Think of who is your one perfect listener because that is who you are talking to all the time. The rest will come. So instead of thinking of an audience and a demographic in how we used to think about in certain marketing products and services, think about your one perfect person. Um, How are they defined? What do they like doing? What do they hate doing? What do they struggle with? What's their biggest pain points? What are their biggest dreams? Um, What do you provide them that... That will help. And I think that if you think about your niche or your avatar and your audience, as the Australians describe it, or actually I've also heard the word participants, and that includes that interactivity. Yeah, isn't it interesting how a word makes a difference as to how you frame your clients and customers? So you are talking to that one person. (laughs) Or your super fan, as Anne-Marie was talking about earlier. But language is so important, and I suppose that's another benefit of podcast, Mm -hmm. because a word can create an incredible image in your mind. Yes. And you could use the a different word with the same meaning but create a completely different image with yeah. that. Um, it's, it's really interesting we're talking about the avatar. I was, I was reading an article about podcasting this week and it talked about you, you don't want to be striving for the auditorium. You want to just have uh, a small classroom in that um, – and as a business owner, you, you don't want to have – because people are always like, I want to get loads of listeners. And it's, it's quality versus quantity. If you had 20 people who love your stuff, who are these super fans, that is going to 
be more financially rewarding for you than if you've got hundreds of people who are only semi-interested who won't take action afterwards. So really niching it down. Because if you look at um, the top the top podcasts in Australia, typically they are radio shows. So they're like the bre- commercial breakfast radio shows where they'll grab a, you know, Hamish and Andy or something and they'll put that out there or the Will Anderson podcast. So they're typically comedian podcasts. Yet some of the most successful podcasts in terms of turning that into business, um, our very own uh, small business, Big Marketing. Um, Tim Bo Reid. Tim, Tim he is just one podcast of the year from the Australian Podcasting Awards. And because um, what he does is fantastic. Yeah, it's great value. Um, he's got sponsors that help pay for stuff. And, oh, I've got a secret about sponsors coming up. Um, but it's a great high-value podcast with then actions to where to go afterwards. Mm. Lovely segue into my next question about monetizing podcasts. Mm. So how do you actually justify return on investment from a business perspective, Anne-Marie? Yeah, I love the way that you're talking about numbers, quality over quantity, because I think we often get caught up in vanity numbers. Um, and, you know, one of the things that I say to clients, everything that we've spoken about today, knowing who your ideal client is. Um, in fact, let me give you an example. I had a conversation with someone over in the US who wanted to start a podcast, and he was told, create your audience first, then launch a podcast because they're going to help with uh, with getting it out there. But I said to him, you know what, Create, know who your ideal client is first, really know what their pain points are, uh, and then create a series and use that in a way to get your message out there, but also have your super fan, if you will, step forward and say, I want to know more about how I can work with you. It was interesting. I did an experiment. I launched Women and Leadership Podcast in 2015. There were three episodes up. Now, I interview... I'm the host, so I interview guests. And those three interviews, I had two people who found me on Google, went to my website, listened to those three podcasts and signed up. One conversation signed up with four-figure packages. So we can, if we package our expertise as a business in the possible way, best possible way that is relative to your ideal clients, you can start to monetize and don't worry about sponsorship. Yes, there's great ways and other ways to monetize, but look at it from a business point of view. How can we encourage uh, our clients to step forward to want to invest through listening to our podcasts? And it's really, it's a marketing, like it's a sense of marketing. So you may not make money off it at all, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of the, like some of my services are, are, are significant investments for people. So therefore, it's that getting that know you like you trust you and building that, that strong base. Um, but I, I just, you know, you have these flashes of the blinding obvious that when someone tells you like, oh, of course, I was speaking to a colleague of mine and, um, uh, talking about sponsors, and he said, "Oh, you know, do you have sponsors?" And I said, "No, not really. I'm not. I, I don't have the volume for anyone to actually pay me." He goes, "No, no, you need a sponsor." And I'm like, "Well, why?" And he goes, "Sponsor your own podcast." And I'm like, "Oh, of course, because half the listeners don't realise what you do in your business. So why wouldn't you have, you know, get a friend or you know, call Audible PFM and they'll, you know, for a fee, we'll do a nice little voiceover for you um, to have as a little sponsor. So you are sponsoring your own podcast about some of the products and or services. You could have two or three and just drop it in at the middle or somewhere. Um, a nice 15, 20 seconds." Why wouldn't you do that? And Because while they're listening, they can go, oh, I never know he had a book. I never knew he did online courses. I mm. never knew he was a host of conferences. And all of a sudden, these people who love you anyway now find out some of the stuff you do. Yeah, you need to hold people's mental hands and then lead them through yeah, yeah, to yeah. other things that you mm. do. The research shows that a lot of um, ads on the audio spectrum are much better remembered. So they're better remembered than TV ads. 
and they're better remembered than, well, whoever even sees an ad on the internet anymore. <laughs> Our <laughs> eyes just go straight yeah, to what yeah, we yeah. need to. Um, so uh, I think they did that famous research on SurveyMonkey. Um, when podcasts first started to be a thing, everyone remembered that was an ad on podcasts. And if you are a regular podcast listener, you'll know the brands like Casper Mattresses or Squarespace or, or Zip Recruiter, depending on which podcast you listen to. Yep. They're very memorable in the audio. Yeah. One of the things that um, I used to, to do with um, one of my podcasts and sponsors was if I had a guest on the show who was perhaps an author, um, there was a sponsorship package that we put together and then we had different things where I would share and have a smaller snippet of an audio um, that had her sharing as a chapter or something and then in subsequent um, episodes I might say something like a 30-second soundbite or something like that. But it's interesting, studies show that with the level of trust, and remember though, this is important, as a podcast host, if you have a podcast, you can break that trust mm. if you're not careful. But because of the trust, now if I say, for instance, um, use one of Warwick's products or buy his book and I, I rave about it, my audience, if they're in the need or looking for something like that, a solution, they're more likely to go and invest in Warwick because of what I have said and what I have recommended. So back and to your even super to the point, point. yes, yeah. that um, when a study and I can't remember where where when I was in the US, but Said that podcast listeners actually liked to get recommendations. They were actually listening out for those ads. Yeah. Who knew? People yeah. love listening to ads on podcasts. They if did. it's done, then if it's done yeah. well, they don't like this sort of FM style of no, commercial, no. but they like it when the listener says, "Oh, I tried one of these, um, you know, furniture products, and you know, it looks good in our office," as opposed to. You know, that FM voice. Buy. Cool sure, now. Yeah. Buy our furniture. 1-800-FURNITURE. Here it is now. Yeah. Get furniture. Podcaster listeners are not liking that, but they're yeah. liking the authentic voice. Yes, and the relevance. Authentic. Now, let's talk about relevance. Mm. So those that are wanting to start a podcast, what sort of equipment do they need? They need a microphone. What else do they need? And, and where do they go sourcing it? Do they go to JB Hi-Fi if they're a small business? Where should they go? What advice I, would you I have some very strong opinions about this, and, and that's, that is don't spend money. Like, don't spend money you don't have. You can start a podcast using a product called Zoom, uh, zoom.us, and your mobile phone because you just plug your headphones in. The quality on that microphone is good enough. The joy of audio is the equipment now is so cheap. And to get solid quality, not studio quality, but solid quality is really quite affordable. So using your, your smartphone and your your existing earpiece, that is enough equipment to do it. Okay, and yeah, absolutely agree. One of the things that I try and drum into anyone who's thinking of starting a podcast, before you worry about the make or model of your microphone, you need to define your message. But I remember years ago when I got um, invested in, in a um, mentor in podcasting, the team came back and said, we've been listening to your audio and we think we can improve the quality. What microphone are you using? I said, oh, do I need a microphone? I was using the internal mic. Now, I certain of the computer. I certainly wouldn't recommend that. But I think as, as Warwick said, if you've got a really good message and it's connecting to your audience or to your avatar and it's providing a solution that you know is, is um, valid and relevant, then just a microphone or your phone or some of the technologies at our fingertips. Agreed. Um, you really need to make sure you understand the purpose of your podcast. Why mm. are you doing that podcast? Because that's what people will be asking you or you'll be telling them what you're doing. 
thing. So get that purpose uh, agenda in your head. But a Zoom, a, a cheap Zoom recorder um, is fabulous. And just get some editing software on your computer if you're using a laptop. I know you use a phone. I prefer to use a laptop. And uh, my various colleagues, they all use different editing software. There's some that's free. And I like to get a good pair of headphones because I do like a little bit of audio quality, like, you know, getting a decent <laughs> sound quality. I think I've just... Um, She's an audio snob. I am a little bit of an audio snob, but get a good pair of headphones because I, lis- I listened to this podcast, which was this line dancing podcast. It had shocking audio. They interviewed line dancing teachers in, like, big auditoriums oh. with air conditioners humming. I stopped listening. I couldn't handle it anymore, and yet I was really into line dancing then. Um, so there is a limit to what quality I will listen to. Yeah, I was just um, thinking Warwick mentioned Tim Reid and the uh, podcast award. I won that last year um, with Ambitious Entrepreneur awesome. Show. I and the reason I mentioned that not to toot my own horn, but the, toot, toot the editing that I use, the software I use was the vet, which Audacity free version. So I won that ah. podcast award and using free audio um, editing tool. Yeah, wonderful tip. I love that. Now, just another little tip before we go into another little break is when you are hosting, we've talked about equipment, what about the equipment that we're born with, or most of us are, our voice? So from when you started, Anne-Marie, so when you started to where you are now, Mm. I'm assuming you've improved, I hope. I hope so. (laughs) I hope so too. So from when you started to now, what are some tips about your voice and asking questions and those sort of techniques, because they are techniques. Yes. Well, you know, I've never really gone and done any voice production or anything like that. I just talk. However, one of the things that I have really learned over the years is to be curious and to create an environment in which, and I think we've said it before, create an environment in which our guests feel comfortable. Because when someone feels comfortable and it becomes a conversation, as if someone is eavesdropping and they're in the room, that's when it's fun, that's when it's authentic, and you really can engage at a far deeper level. Okay. Andy, what would be your tip? Well, you've got to listen to yourself as hard as that is. I hate listening to myself, but... Um, you do have to listen. And in the early days, I remember, and I probably still do it, I talk too fast. And <laughs> but I love People that. listen slow. That's their problem. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you do need to listen. And I think you can do things like um counts. I remember in early days, I did a little course, and I think it was a public speaking course, just one I signed up for. And I didn't realise how many ums I used. So... I now pause instead of saying um, and there were just simple things I picked up along the way. You don't have to like go and do a course and then do it, just pick it up along the way, listen to other speakers, what do you like about their voice and, you know, take it from there. Take it from there. Experiment. I was lucky, uh, my dad still listens. Hi Huey, I said I'd send him a cheerio. (laughs) G'day Huey. He was in radio for 35 years, <laughs> and after six years of doing this show, he still listens and rings me every week with tips, how many ums I said, uh, about interrupting guests. But it's great because it keeps me on my toes, and I'm always very appreciative of that feedback. I take most of it on board, and I do listen as hard as it is to listen. But I'm like you, Andy. I speak too quickly, and uh, and I'm always trying to stop and go, just slow down, Jackie. Now, the voice of God. I know we're going to head to a break, certainly, mm. but there's a couple of things that are, that are so important. Number one, it's not about you. 
as a host, it is not about you. The number of podcasts they'll get a guest on, the guest will talk, and then they spend just as long showing off what they know about the subject. It's not about you. It is never about you. Um, that's really important. Um, the other thing is I don't care how fast you speak because that's your personality. And part of it is some people speak really fast and it has really good energy. So don't get too worried about that. And the, the main thing is just start. Just start. Don't worry about it. Like, once you have your plan and your idea and your strategy, just start. And it, you start with the free stuff. And even though I said you can use your phone, it's, I use the computer to do it and edit it. And you know, there's Audacity that's free. You've got GarageBand on your Apple. There's, there's so many ways to do it. But just start would be the number one thing. And just remember, it is not about you. That's brilliant advice because you've got to take you out of the picture. You are the audience advocate. In fact, sometimes when I'm interviewing, I actually feel like I'm, I'm asking stupid questions because I actually have an idea about the answer or I've done the research or I know where it's going. But in actual fact, what I'm trying to do is leverage the best mm. out of the talent. That's the, the word for the guests uh, in the industry because it is about the talent. You are just the facilitator there, and I think that's really important. Mm. Oh, and have really wonderful. good open-ended questions. Tell me more about that. That's a really good one. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, because there's, if, you th if you think about it, you can ask questions like, tell me a story about a time it didn't work for you, or you could ask, give me three tips of yes. where things can go wrong or right. So they're two different types of questions that leverage different types of answers. So... That's something to think about too. Oh, this is podcast gold that we're talking about today. We need to take a short break and we'll be right back after this. Welcome back to Taking Care of Business. And I think it's it's time for many businesses to start considering about producing their own podcast. If not producing their own podcast, at least start listening to them. It's a, it's a real growth area at the moment, enormous growth area at the moment. Uh, and I was looking at some stats that it says here. This is a report produced by Podcast Consumer Australia 2017. Uh, and it was uh, some research provided by the Edison Research. And the uh, findings of the report included a strong majority of Australians, 72% are familiar with the term podcasting, which is higher than in the US, which was interesting. But also just under 30% of Australians listen to podcasts um, and about 17% have listened to one in the last month, predominantly 18 to 54, uh, but it's certainly been, um, I suppose, identified as a big growth area for business. So it's time to jump on board, I think, and I'm joined here by my wonderful guests here. I've got the pod father, the voice of pod, Warwick Merry, <laughs> which Dr. Andy Horvath uh, anointed him with, yes. and we've also got the podcasting queen, Anne-Marie Cross, as we come to the, unfortunately, the end of the show, it always goes really quickly. And I think a really good way to lead into it is start looking at some trends. I mean, I've mentioned those stats, and I know that US is ahead of us some way, and we're ahead in other ways. Uh, Andy, so what do you think the key trends for podcasting is? I think the long-form podcasts have become quite popular. I think Dan Carlin's podcasts, he does um, Hardcore History, are hours long, hours. And if you think about um, the various podcasts like um, the serial podcasts, I mean, they, they, if you think about the episodes that you listen to, that's a very long story. And that's great because we don't have to finish before the news and you can listen to it whenever you want to or pick up where you left off. So... 
Contrary to the short attention span of many people, the long-form podcast has actually become quite popular, and I think that's an interesting trend. Mm, that is mm. very interesting. Anne-Marie, what do you, in your world of podcasting, in your various different podcasting businesses, what do you see as a key trend? Mm. Well, what's exciting is the statistic that you said, that people are starting to turn more now and listening to podcasts, and it's still relatively new. Um, so a lot more people will, I think, turn, which is exciting for businesses who want to use that very much as part of a way to build their influence with their message. Um, I love that you said that some podcasts go on for hours and hours, Andy. I think what we tend to see what works well for our clients and what we're doing is anywhere between 20 to 40 minutes. I've even got one client that just launched her podcast. It was 15 minutes. And the reason is there's purpose behind that. She is targeting uh, the avatar of mums who are oh, busy yes. and who are going to listen when they drop off and pick up their children. 15 minutes of goodness and off they go. So again, it's the length of a podcast is how long is a piece of string, what's your market, what is their attention span, how can you deliver information in a way that's really going to engage and provide value. And then also how can you leverage a podcast in what you're doing already? An integrated approach is going to be the best approach because your video, as I said earlier, can then relate to your podcast, can then impact to your book. How are you using it I think is really important. But the exciting trend, the upward listen, we can tap into that market. So even if you're just starting out with a podcast, you've still got um, the ability to become a pioneer in that top, that area, that industry, if you do it well. Yeah, well, we've certainly got three pioneers here. And this show, I think I mentioned to you all in prep for today, I thought I'll see if anyone else has done something about a podcasting show, about podcasting, blah, blah. There's some one-on-one -on -one, uh, interviews, but there's not this panel. So that got me even more excited because it's about that disrupting this yeah. space, but it's about pioneering. Mm -hmm. and uh, and really looking at key trends. Warwick, Mary, what's your... Tip? So uh, remember, when, remember when businesses would start out and they'd ask the question, should I have a website? <laughs> I think we're heading to the point where it's, should I have a podcast? And it's just like, well... How can you say no? Um, because the the joy of audio is it really doesn't take much effort. It takes you the, the time to record the interview, about that same time again to edit it. And let's be honest, most people aren't going to edit it. They'll outsource it and they'll get it done overseas or whatever, so relatively cheap. Um, it's arranging who the guests are. But many of the good and successful podcasts, uh, and one I listen to is How About This, which is a great podcast on improv comedy. It's just the three guys, every weekend they get together in a garage for an hour. Sometimes they'll churn out and they go, we're going to do three podcasts in a row and they get more and more drunk as the podcasts <laughs> continue. But it's that's a lot of the loyalty happens because I just want to hear those three guys crap on. Mm. Um, and they get input from their listeners and all that sort of stuff. And so you, you don't have to be, oh, I've got to get guests on my podcast. It can just be what's happening this week, this month in your business. What are the new trends? What are the new products? What are the new services? What are you seeing in the industry? Who have you spoken to? And it can be, it's always good to have two voices just for a bounce off because it, it can get very lonely. Just here's me pontificating again. Mm. Um, so if it's you and it's someone in your business or a colleague, um, those kind of podcasts are very, very powerful. Yeah, I was just going to add to that. I, I love that what you just said, Warwick. And, you know, for many business owners, they'll often assume that they're not going to be good podcasters because they're introverts. 
Uh, contrary to belief, I'm actually an introvert myself and I use my podcast as a way to network because I hate going to networking events and standing there trying to introduce myself to someone, strike up a conversation and then it just flows. So I've met so many people all over the world, never face to face, but certainly through my podcast. I love what Warwick has said, but one of the things that I'm saying to my clients is create a series, maybe a three-part series, which you are being interviewed, you're the guest expert and you use that as a way to generate uh, leads and build your list. If you do it strategically, you can do that. Then use your other podcast episodes to build, connect, find out trends that are going on in uh, your industry. But then at the call to action is that they can dive deeper into your area of expertise and access your podcast series. Yeah. That's the way that they're using it at the I moment. I must admit, since doing this radio show, which becomes a podcast, I read more business books than I ever had. That makes me read more. And like you said, I hadn't met you. I'd met you virtually, but hadn't met you before. Hadn't met you, Dr. Andy. And it's been a delight having you all in the studio today. And so it's all like, uh, you're right, a podcast is a way to meet some interesting people that maybe that are, you know, to get out of your lane. Exactly. You meet some different people. I listened to a podcast called The Upgrade, which I keep going back to. It's done by the Life Hacker people in uh, New York, and they often interview interesting authors. And these are books I don't get time to read. And I go, wow, okay. So, um, you know, like they've had Lusty on Sugar and the Planet, um, and they've got a, an interesting psychologist on. But this is fantastic as well, a medium. Dr. Andy Hulva, thank you so much for You're being welcome. on the show. It's been very exciting having you in the, in the studio and our queen, the podcast. Yeah. Queen Anne-Marie Cross, been a delight, of course. And the fabulous, the podfather Always himself. a pleasure to be here, partner, taking Gary. care of business. Yeah, we hope you've learned something new today and certainly feel inspired, if nothing else. It's been a really good, fun show today. But you know what to do. We're back here next Friday, 11am. In the meantime, keep taking care of your business. <laughs>